Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday, or you can watch us live on Blab.im Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. B Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. The following podcast is a B and E Network exclusive. Here we are. Oh, look, look who's here. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> it is, uh, it's been a while. It has. You've it been has. on some adventures. Quite a few, actually. And we'll, we'll get to those, I guess, in uh, next week's episode, which we'll actually record in like 10 minutes. Right. But, right. Um, this next one we're going to play is actually one we recorded in, uh, when was that? Uh, that was closer to the beginning of this year, wasn't it? It was like yeah, spring. February. We're, yeah. I so mean, it was still snowing, so it was probably February, I think, either January or February, whenever we did that's that. That's right. Yeah. And we were, on the, we were on the road back from Kentucky, right? Kentucky. Yeah, and we recorded it in the truck using the mics that are in your truck. Exactly. It actually sounded pretty good. I was yeah. pretty impressed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the uh, Adobe Creative Cloud noise reduction tools. Very nice. They're pretty dynamic and awesome. Nice. They should sponsor us, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Uh, so, um, we've been sitting on that one for a while, but I figured, why not? We might as well play it. Yeah. Because uh, everything, you know, still applies. But yeah, it's actually been, it's been a really long time since you did, a pot, did the podcast, because the last episode before we stopped was the Jeff episode. Right, which we bring up in the, in the Kentucky right. episode. So, yep. And yeah. it's funny because you... On that, the movie we came on, we were coming back from. You worked with the hero of Hellraiser, right. Judgment, mm-hmm. and then you just worked with Pinhead. Yep, and, yeah, <laughs> which and, we'll talk about. Yeah, and the hero for yeah for yeah, most again, of it. Yeah, 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 again, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny, full circle. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, so. Yeah, so basically, yeah, we're just we're just kind of. Um, talk about it was that one was sort of a catch-up episode because it had been a while before we had recorded anything yeah when we did that one yeah i mean we we backtracked all the way back to like the beginning it was like the beginning of the year pretty much if i remember right like we backtrack all the way back to the summer um whenever we were off doing all those music videos and everything else yeah so yeah so it's a good uh it was. It serves as a sort of a catch-up episode, but there was even more catching up yeah. from that to be done, which we'll do again yeah, yeah. in the next episode. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, um, here is what do we call it? Are we sticking with that? I mean, I don't know. Are we? I mean, uh, we could. I mean, for the purpose of what it is. Yeah. But plenty it of just ways. depends on how incendiary you want to be with the. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't really care. Like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm with you on the fact that like, kind of overall the negativity. Like, it's time to just get rid of all right. that shit in our right. lives. So it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever. You know? Okay. Like, well, we've already said it like three times. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to bleep all that out. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So they're used if, to the bleeps after the Debbie one, right? Okay. So, right. That's true. Yeah, so yeah. I'll bleep out what we were going to call it. Yeah. And now it's called. 
something else and much more zen. Yes. We've centered our chakras. <laughs> Centering of the chakras. Yeah, we are, we are happy. <laughs> we are happy. That's a deep cut. For yeah, all that, of you. yeah. Um, yeah, so here we go. Here is the, uh, and this is when we recorded on the road too, so it's a nice, I guess, return to form, return to our roots. Uh, yeah, so tune in, uh, tune in next week for, actually, before I say that, let me reiterate, um, make sure you guys go and check out Debbie Rishon's uh, crowdfunding campaign for her new movie. Absolutely. Torment Road. Uh, just go to Indiegogo and search for Torment Road or search for Debbie Rishon. It's the first thing that pops up. Definitely check it out. Give if you can. Share if you can't. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else do we have to promote? Um, hopefully, by the time this comes out, there'll be something else I can promote. But yeah, who knows when that's going to come out? That yeah, that and some new news. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully on the title that we can't say yet. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One so, day we'll be able to. Yeah. Natalie emailed me and she was like, "Hey, can I? I'm doing an interview. Can I say?" And I'm like, "No, no you can't. No." You can't. Mm-hmm. And there are real reasons why you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, Debbie's thing is definitely still going, so definitely check that out. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. We, I mean, they could go check out. I mean, since we're talking about it on this one, they could go check out all the music videos. Just yeah. look up a Nova Skyway. Right. Uh, look up Oceans of Slumber. Right. I'm not going to go down the list of songs. We can probably just tag them. In, yeah, yeah, I can tag. Know. Yeah, that's right. We do yeah. mention all that stuff. So yeah. I'll tag them in the info for the uh, podcast. Go check all that stuff out. There may be more stuff for you to check out by the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just uh, we'll check it out. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's me, uh, breaking in here, um, just to point out, this is another one we recorded on the road, so sound quality is not the best, obviously, because we Bluetoothed our phones into the mics that are in Chris's truck to use on the phone, so it sounds like we're talking on the phone, uh, so just a heads up, um, but the other on the it sounds just like the other on the road episodes. So sit tight. Next week we have another um, more. I don't want to say professional, but <laughs> more polished uh, episode as far as how we recorded it. Um, yep. So check it out. All right. Been a while. Been a minute. Yeah, it's been a long minute actually. And it's true. Uh, podcast fashion or our podcast fashion. We are once again on the road. On the road. Drive. We're in Tennessee right now. We're in Tennessee right now. About 25 miles east of Nashville. No, north of Nashville. And uh, heading toward Texas. Yep. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Up to and including why why we're here and what we're doing here. Exactly. Um, but let's just, I guess, start at what what. What was the last podcast we did? What did we talk about? Uh, I think it was the one with Jeff. That's the one. That was- oh, yeah. Shit, man. That was almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah, the last podcast I did, was- it's been so long that there is another Deadpool coming out. We talked about that. That's a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, because Jeff worked on, you know, the uh, the, the uh, uh, advertising and stuff for Deadpool and promotion. Uh, 
But yeah, that was yeah, that was the last podcast. And the reason I did, you know, we didn't really do one was well, we were we we're busy. Also, there was the Harvey shit, but which sucks. Yeah, but it was just kind of like there wasn't. I don't know. I just really wasn't motivated to do anything because I didn't want to just be overly negative. Even though there wasn't, there was some negative stuff, but I just want to. There was nothing for me to really talk about, I guess. Right. Even though we did do a few things, I just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. Right. So I wasn't motivated to just go. I think all three of us just kind of got tired. Yeah. Yeah. So and, uh, but you did. You did some stuff. Yeah. Because uh, so like I had the Jeff stuff pretty much up to that point. It was like the last thing I did for the most part. Yeah. But then we did some stuff together. You and I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's. But let's yeah, let's go back yeah, to what was your so after so Jeff the Jeff podcast was like it was around the videos were coming out so that was like March yeah yeah March of last year right around that time yeah so when was Fifth Ward? Uh, Fifth Ward was in the summer, so been probably soon after that. It was like. We started in August, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, yeah. not yeah, yeah. so a whole summer after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't work on anything before that? When we had the music videos, like, you know, we were working on the Adobe Skyway music videos. That was uh, before that? That was after that. Okay. Because uh, it's all blur. I got back, so we got back from Great Race. I got back from Great Race, and then we started, went straight to the Jeff stuff. Yeah. And then after that... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the Nova videos. That okay. Kind of what I jumped into right after that. So talk about that, I guess. Um, well, we you know we basically Brittany and I. We know Garrett, which Garrett is the lead singer of a Nova Skyway, and of course you know he was really excited. He wanted to. He really wanted me to direct a couple of videos for him. And he's also in Hair Metal Shotgun Zombie Master. He is also in that, which is no longer your worst set experience. It is not. Yeah. Not anymore. Teaser. 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 Um, so, uh, you know, we we started working on them, and I think, what, we've got four now? Have you? Let's see, there's the first one, which was uh, 1991. Then we did Fate Strikes Twice. Namesake just came out, uh, I think it was about a month ago. Which one's Fate Strikes Twice? Fate Strikes Twice is a live band. The live, oh, yeah. yeah. The I live band that, that, the, that the Brittany and I shot, like, just in the studio. Right, right. Uh, then there was Namesake, and now we're currently working on Flutters. Right. Uh, and when he says we, basically Chris or Chris and Brittany. Yeah. Well, actually, in every case now, Chris and Brittany, because she yeah. shot some stuff for this. Yeah. They shot it. And then I edit. I do the first pass. I guess I pretty much edit them all. We yeah. Notes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they're shooting. I'm editing. Basically, is the. And I think the first time we did that, it was just because that's who was free. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You had a few. You, you were free to shoot. You guys were free to shoot. And then you had to go do something. And then I was free to edit. Right. So it was fifth ward. Yeah, it was fifth ward. Well, yeah. Well, because '91, you were on something else though during '91. Well, I don't remember what it was, but you were doing something, and that's why you weren't shooting. Uh, and Brittany was free, and yeah. Either way, you know, it, I mean, the way we worked, kind of, 
Yeah, I'm any of us. I'm trying, I just don't want to. I don't want to forget something I should be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of all running together. I guess I should look at my freaking uh, W2s or whatever. But yeah. Since it's that time, but um, yeah, I guess I was on a shoot somewhere, probably. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't shoot, so Brittany shot with you. Yep. You guys did that. We edited those videos. They they looked. They came out pretty well. They got a great response. Yeah, they got um, a great response. So uh, I was really excited about that. You know, kind of my first dive into music videos was with them. Because uh, I always thought, eh, I mean, I like music videos, but I don't know if it's something I want. You know, something I really want to do. Um, just because it's a lot of work. It really is. Like, you're shooting the band numerous times. You're listening to a song. God, I can't. There, literally, I have told Anova before. I was like, "Man, I cannot listen to some of these songs." Oh yeah, after I get done editing, like it, that, it's like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and the song is like it's only one part of the song. Yeah, but it's it's stuck, and it's you know it's happened with Jeff, <coughs> the, the Anova stuff, with Ocean of Slumber, and then with Burn. Now just just sort of prepping for that video. Yeah, it just gets stuck in my head, stuck in my head, and. uh kind of annoying, even though I like all the stuff. Yeah. It gets, you know, when you hear the same thing in your head over and over, it gets pretty annoying. Right. And I mean, like, the songs are great. It's just over and over and over and over again, you know. I mean, it's like once you get done with the past, then it comes back to me for color, and I have to listen to it again, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's just one of those things where it's kind of brutal, and it's a different type of, it's different than, like, editing a movie. You know, because in the same instance, like editing movie, like you get tired of looking at the same scene over and over again. But this, like you're you're looking at the the same thing and you're listening to the same thing over and over. Again. So all in all, though, I actually, you know, at the end of the day, I really do enjoy it. I enjoy doing music videos, especially with you know a good group of guys like like Nova, like Ocean, all that. Yeah, and the upside is that all this has. Especially with the Ocean of Slumber video, yeah. and I assume we'll be with the Burn, Burn video, it has reinforced the fact that we can do this just the two or three of us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck everybody else. I'd rather not work with more people. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. But it's just, you know, reinforced the, reinforced the belief that we can pull this off. We can pull a lot off of a little. Right. And I'd rather, I've kind of like gone full circle. Like I've started off doing shit like that. Went with bigger and bigger crews. And now I'm back to the point where I just would rather do it with less people. Like even if we greenlit a feature tomorrow, the crew would be as tight as possible. Yeah. I think, you know, just because it's, I see what we can do with just us. And it's almost like more people slow us down. Exactly. Exactly. And when we can all do 20 things ourselves and do them well. Right. And I hate to do my own horn, but, you know, we kind of, we could, we're at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, all that, even if you're exhausted, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you've done an awesome thing. You've got an awesome product. You've got an awesome project. You've got an awesome uh, quality product at the end of the day. And that's something to look forward to instead of, like, dealing with a bunch of craziness that, Right, exhausted for other reasons, and you, you feel like you haven't. Right, and you're waiting on a bunch of people, and having to have a bunch, 
bunch of cooks in the kitchen that end up making shitty soup. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you see you see the work, you're like, I could have shot better than that. Right. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's really brought me back around to fuck it, let's just boost ourselves. Exactly. So we did yeah, we did the Nova videos and you went off to work on Fifth Ward. Yep. What was after that? You went to Jess, you worked on For the Love of Jesse. I did. Which that was an amazing experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, from top to bottom, just was full experience, was awesome. Everybody was on the ball. I mean, it was back to the, going back to the same thing, like the smaller crew, everybody knew what their job was, everybody got to do their job, do it well. You know, the director was prepared, everybody was prepared. I mean, literally, we were we were shooting anywhere from seven to nine pages a day and wrapping in under ten hours. Uh, I mean, there was only one day that we went. We had twelve or thirteen pages, and we went an hour over, and that really wasn't due to anything we could control. Yeah. Like that was just a situation that happened that we had to do the work. With. But still, to do that many pages have only an hour of OT. I mean, you can't be bad on that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where a great, great plan that's executed, executed well, always works. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still to this day will continue to speak highly of everyone on that group. Yeah, it's fully phenomenal. I remember when you would call me or when we would talk or text and you're on that set, just even through the minimal communication there, it was a totally different vibe. Yeah. You could tell it was like, this is how it should be. Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, it was well-oiled machine, and it really, really was awesome. And then it led to you, it led to you being uh, featured on a TV thing for the barbecue place? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, for killing. Yeah, so the there's your plug. I want free barbecue. Uh, Killing. Um, so anyway, we went to because the director the director works for the Travel Channel, so he does Travel Channel shows. The, Correct. Di- the director of For the Love of Jesse. Correct. Does Travel Channel shows. It just so happened soon after that he was doing a barbecue piece in Texas yeah, at Killing. Killing. Okay. And Carolyn, famous and for winning awards. So. Right. And of course, I you know he texted me he said, hey, because we the other thing about Jesse too is we kind of became like a family, you know, like it, it actually, that was the other beautiful thing about it was like, we were, we all had such a good vibe that it was like, you know, at the end of the day, these were my, like my brothers, you know what I mean? Like we were all, my brothers and sisters, we were all literally just in it to win it, you know? Yeah. Um, just to do the work. Just to do the work. So it wasn't just like, Hey, you're the director. I'm the AD. It was like, no, like we're friends and we get it, you know? Yeah. We're in this, we're, we're all hunkering in this freaking, you know, foxhole together. So, uh, anyway, he texted me and was just like, hey, I'm in Texas. I'm going to be in Paraly. Is that close to you? I said, yeah, that's, that's super close. Where, what are you doing? And he told me, you know, doing the piece on killing. So I just showed up just to visit. It wasn't even to like, I wasn't trying to get in it or anything right. like that. It was just, right. Hey, I just well, Chris, naively, Chris was like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out. And I'm like, man, you can get some free barbecue out of this. Mark my words. And and I got free sure barbecue. enough, you got free barbecue out of this. Yep. Which was awesome. I mean, yeah, super cool. But like I said, I was just truthfully going to visit with him. It's just, 
Yeah, I would think you were trying to get. Yeah, it's because you guys had a good time, and you guys are. I can just tell from the pictures that you guys had a good time. Yeah, because it's so markedly different. Just even in that still life representation, right? The vibe is so markedly different from like most of the experiences we've had. Unfortunately, right. And I mean, the DP on that was super awesome. I mean, so let's go back to Harvey. I, I don't think we've even touched that. But that was after, right? Oh, was Harvey, was, Harvey was before. Before Jesse? Oh, yeah. Or were yeah. you on set? I feel like you might have been on set. No, no, no. no. I, I feel like on, I called you. And you I was on set for Fifth Ward. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. my timeline all screwed up. Okay, so oh. go back to Harvey. So Harvey happened. Yeah, Hurricane Harvey totally decimated a lot of Houston, of course. Uh, we, my family was lucky. We, I mean, you, it just looked like it, was, it rained a little bit. Yeah. If you went down like a block, <clears throat> maybe block and a half in either direction, it got a little crazy because we lived near White Oak Bayou, and it overflowed. But just because we live in the Heights, that's why they call it the Heights. You know, right. it didn't flood. So, but it did flood, and I should have known this was coming. I just didn't think about it because when Allison happened in the late nineties. My storage unit flooded, and I had an ex- external storage unit, the same storage place that we currently had an internal storage unit, right? Time control. But what had happened then was it didn't really flood. The sewage blocked up, and ro- it rose and right. flooded everything. I was told that they had fixed that stuff, and that it would it didn't affect the interior units anyway. Of course, it did, and so there was probably I think like shin deep water in the whole property. Yeah. Flooded all the buildings including the climate control unit. And it pretty much, you know, long story short, destroyed, like, most of our camera equipment. Uh, a lot of guitar stuff I had, not actual guitars, but just, like, amps and shit. Uh, some light, some support stuff. Because what had happened was some things were already, like, some things were down low and got in water normally. But then the shelves themselves, like, they had those wood supports and it's setting in the water, or the wood shelving sitting in the water with heavy things on them, the water made the wood buckle and it broke and bent in the shelf and it knocked a bunch of shit in the water. So, water ruined a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Of course, and I know there are tons of people still fighting on this very same front. It's up 40 web. Got it. Coming up. Uh, there are tons of people dealing with the same thing. Like, you pay for insurance, they don't want to cover shit when shit actually happens. So that's what we're dealing with, you know, and I'm fighting it on all sides, and it's been a constant struggle. But So it kind of, like, took us down to, like, not even half power, like a quarter power. We were bare bones. We're yeah. bare bones. Um, and fortunately, the guy you met on Jesse, the DP, he loaned you a camera. Yeah, because he apparently is, like, fucking neck deep in cameras or something. Well, I mean, he he owns his own. He owns a company that basically all they do is drive around and get, like, moving shots. Right, that's right. Um, yeah. So basically, he was like, "Yeah, sure." He, was, he you know, he, I kind of told him what was going on. Not that I was asking for a pity party or anything. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, know, just kind of in passing. We're talking about it because you know Harvey had just happened. Right. Um, not only that, I mean, kind of to also lead up to some of the other bullshit that's happened in my life. Uh, let's just cover that really quick. So Harvey happened. My dad's house, uh, the roof caved in completely, uh, destroyed his house. Uh, which, you know, sucked, but, you know, we could fix that. Uh, he moved in with my grandmother, uh, and then my grandmother's house caught on fire, and she passed away. So, 
Yeah. It, it should, now you know we have the podcast. Yeah, now you I know. I, for, I even forgot all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's been crazy since we haven't been on the air. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all that happened. And so, and literally, that was during pre-pro for Jesse. Like, right. And then during Harv, yeah, I forgot this. How, yeah. Like, how could I forget? Yeah. During Harvey, I don't want to get into this too much, but during Harvey, like literally as it was getting ready to to hit Houston, I got word from another production that some shit had got fucked up with SAG through my production company because of some shit that somebody else did that yeah. unfortunately was a part of the production company. Right. And it basically, uh, it was just some shady shit that happened. But it like, it of course came down on me because unfortunately I was the signatory producer with the unions on this movie and another movie. And uh, it got, you know, it just basically like, you know, tore my world up, upended my standing there, tore my world apart, put me in a position where I'm having to figure out how to fix this. And people are blowing me up as like I'm wondering if we're going to survive this, you know, crazy weather nightmare. And then even after that, then realizing that all of our shit got ruined, all of our money-making shit got ruined anyway. Right. So... Yeah, it was uh, kind of a dark time. Or, yeah, yeah. Continuing to be still a dark time. And, you know, the annoying the annoying thing about all of that is, like, no one it's, no one cut me any slack, even though I explained the situation to them. Right. And even though all this other shit was going on. And I'm like, man, I've been in situations where someone stubs their toe and the fucking production shuts down. Right. You know, because of, you know, Baby Wants Her Ball or whatever. But... Our world is literally crumbling, and nobody cares. Nobody cares, you know. And that's just that's just the way it's always been. Even fuck film stuff, even before, like back, you know, family life when I was a kid. So I'm just I'm used to it, but it still sucks because I've seen it go the other way so many times in my life. You know what I mean? So it just got frustrating, and I kind of checked out for a bit. I just didn't want to deal with it because it just wasn't worth dealing with. Um, and uh, that was around, yeah, so you were on Jesse, so I was happy you were having a good experience. But I was still pissed because I'm like, why can't I have a good experience? You know, why right. can't I actually? And meanwhile, during this time, I'm trying to hustle work to get work because we right. need to work. Right. Now I'm like, well, shit, we got to buy new stuff, right? Right. So, um, well, so we were on, I was in the middle of pre-pro right when all that went down. That's kind of. It was crazy because also during on Jesse, uh, the lead actor, another crazy thing that happened. The lead actor actually passed away like two weeks before they brought me on. Yeah. So the guy that they had already had cast, basically everything was ready to go. He passed away, which was a good friend of a lot of them. Uh, the guy that was going to play the lead on Forty West, right? Sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, I know. Um, so, you know, it was that was nuts. But then all that happened with my grandmother, and you know, it, it just it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a dark time, you know. And I, at the same point as you, I'm kind of like I just didn't want to talk. To they didn't want to talk about it. Like I didn't even address anybody, or even be on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it was just one of those things. Um, but you know, Jesse was just. It was such a great experience to have right after all that crap went down. Like, 
you know, it was nice, it was refreshing. It was like, holy shit, this is actually how it's supposed to be done. Or maybe this will continue, you know. Um, and I was hoping that that would be the case, you know. But uh, so far, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Was pretty, so, which brings us to where we're at now. Well, should we, should we hold up and talk about the Oceans videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that did come in between. Yeah, yeah. But it's important to note that, and I also want to mention this too. Yeah. Um, so a movie that we worked on, actually the movie that birthed the podcast, yeah. we were making the drive. Uh, it was called Wicked Tricks. Now it's called Bad Apple. Bad Apple. Yep. It comes out. Uh, shit, man. It may be out now. I, it may I'll, I'll, they didn't really give a date. They just said it's out in February on VOD. Yeah. So look for it. It's called Bad Apples. Uh, directed by Brian Coyne. Uh, that was the movie that, if you go back to the original few episodes, uh, we were making the drive to and from uh, California right? Uh, to do. It was, what, like two years ago? Yeah. We drove out before Christmas. God, it's been that long. I think so. It was whatever year that first fucking Star Wars, the new Star Wars came out. Yeah. Which I still haven't seen. Right. Because uh, <laughs> there's another one. You know, that's how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah. Plus the other side ones, but... I don't really care for Star Wars, guys. I'm sorry. I know it's like blasphemy, but but that's kind of how I mark. That's how I mark the time of that, though. Yeah. Because everybody flipped out and had to go see the new Star Wars. Right. Wars. Right. We actually what's the first one called uh, the Force Awakens. Awakens. Because we had to shut down production, so that's how I remember what year that happened. Yeah, they were literally like, "No, we have to go." See right. And it was so it was that week because yeah. it was the week that it came out that they're doing a 24 hour screen. Right. Right. Uh, so we drove out that week, shot a week, came back home for the holidays. Then drove out again. We were driving on New Year's Day. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. We recorded podcasts. But anyway, yeah, just a refresher, uh, that movie is actually out or coming out very soon, February sometime, on video on demand. So look for Bad Apples. Uh, that was actually, I mean, it was tough, but it was a pretty good experience. Yeah. A lot of good people. Yeah, it wasn't tough. It, was, it, know, it wasn't tough as far as a shoot overall like it was actually pretty fun yeah it was it was just you know it's when you do movies like that man they're just hard at that level but you know we worked with jason our friend jason again we met ken that will uh well you met will i, I worked met with will again yeah, yeah will's great um so it was just you know will barrett and it was a nice work in that world again holy shit i didn't think about that that's literally when we met ken like yeah like because said, they brought him in to replace yeah, that yeah, other yeah. guy which was a godsend Kids freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, that's how we met Catherine, but that's when I met Danelle. Yeah. Because Catherine worked on Goldman. Right. Anyway, uh, so that movie's coming out, and then to tie into For the Love of Jesse and yeah. sort of like prelude some more stuff. On Jesse, you met Randy Wayne. That's correct. Who got us, who got you the gig, and then therefore got me the gig. Right. On the tennis, on the Kentucky movie, right? Uh, but it's important to note because Randy and I just talked about this. He's one of the, or he's one of the lead cops in the new Hellraiser movie, right? Judgment, which apparently I keep seeing really good reviews for it comparatively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, you know, it's not Doug Bradley or whatever, but this Finette's pretty rocking, and it's the best sequel to Bloodline. Which that's thing, so. yeah, you know. Uh, so that's pretty awesome because that's pretty hard to pull off these days. Yeah, especially with diminishing returns and all that. So that movie comes out, I think, the day before Valentine's Day. Of course, February 13th. Yeah, yeah. So 
Hellraiser Judgment. It's got our friend Randy Wayne in it, who Chris has worked with twice. Yep, I worked with on this movie. He's cool. We talked about this. Uh, he and the new pinhead Paul Taylor exchanged greetings through my Facebook. So that was kind of surreal. Yeah. Uh, and it scared my wife in a very deep place. <laughs> she saw it because he's done. Paul Taylor was told Randy Pinhead says hello, and that just instinctively just scared the shit out of her. Uh, which is awesome. It's nice to know that stuff still has that kind of power, you know. Right. So hopefully they did they did it right. But it's getting reviews that are pretty good. I'm look I'm actually looking forward to seeing it now. I really kind of didn't care. Right. Right. You know, I'd written it off even though Gary Tunnicliffe's been involved with the series for a long time. And, you know, it's just kind of like. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows to deal with movies like that now. You just kind of, like, write it off or right. morbid curiosity, but it seems like they stuck the landing, so I'm pretty stoked about checking it out. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to supporting a guy who's pretty cool. So, uh, check out Hellraiser Judgment when it comes out. Um, and then what were we going to talk about? Oh, the Oceans video. The Oceans video. Okay, so, because, was that, that was all because of Anova, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically... Because of the Anova Skyway videos we did. Right. And we've, so Garrett had come into town. I was shooting the last, Garrett now lives in Dallas. Um, the lead singer of Anova Skyway. Anova Skyway. Basically, he came into town and uh, we had to do the final piece for Namesake. Namesake's all about uh, a girl who passed away that several of their friends, you know, several of them know and stuff like that was in high school. Yeah. Uh, or maybe even that but um, so basically we did that then it, you know Garrett was about to get married so the band still hadn't had a chance to take him out for like you know bachelor party with the band so we did that well we run into Dauber and Cammy at uh, and Sean because uh, we just decided to go to Scout Mart for some reason I can't remember why yeah. uh, but we went there and uh Right after, we ended up basically going over to Dauber and Cammy's, and we all started talking, and, like, they were kind of letting Anova listen to the new album. And, uh, you know, I was just sitting there, and, I mean, the band always, the band keeps saying that, like, I was pushing a little more than what I, I know I was. I mean, I just was like, oh, I, I see a pretty cool idea there, and, like, stuff like that. Like, I was just kind of trying to hint at, hey, Dauber, I'd like to work with you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um of course, like, Dauber was kind of like, just listen to music, man, stop talking. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, but, God, it was probably like two or three days after that, Dauber. Were you drunk at all while you were doing this? Uh, yeah. yeah. Were, were you Mr. Bumble? I was No, no, no. I wasn't Mr. Bumble. We, we were, we were kind of drunk. I mean, I wasn't drunk because I drove home. I think I had maybe one or two beers yeah. because I was just like, no, nah, I need to drive. Yeah, but uh, when you drink, you start to talk a lot. Yeah, and I could see that yeah. coming across. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, I had a couple of beers, and I mean, really, I was just kind of just listening more than trying to like actually talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, you know, two or three days later, Dauber kind of caught Dauber reached out to me. It's the same man we'd like to meet up and talk about the video. So we sat down and started talking about. Uh, so whatever you did, drunk or whatever not, it worked. It worked. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, and not only that, Dauber had already reached out to Mike, which is Marksberry, which is the drummer for Nova. Yeah. And said, "Hey, man, who did your video? We really like." Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of it all worked out in favor that 
we started with the Nova, which we're going to continue to work with the Nova because they're awesome. Uh, but now we're actually starting to advance a little bit, getting to some labels, hopefully maybe even more labels. Yeah. Uh, if it's all paid Oh, out. yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, you know, we started shooting that first video, which, you know, that was me and you on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember Candy. The barn witches. Yeah, the whole barn witch thing. Yeah. Like, she looked over at, we were watching playback, and she goes, wow, we all look like barn witches. Yeah, that was and it, yeah, I thought it turned out really well. I mean, uh, it for was, what for what we did, yeah. yeah. It was uh, what's the name of that song? The Decay of Disregard. The Decay of Disregard. Yes. So, and that was shit. When was that? When was that shoot? That was two months ago. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because I remember the de- we had to deliver by December or something. Yeah, we yeah. had to have it in before Christmas. Yeah, so it was around. Oh, it was like Thanksgiving week because they were putting all the tables yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We shot at their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had. You could tell they were kind of setting up for family to come over later that week. Right. So it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yep. Also, because it's always on the day that the art crawl is. That always happens. Like we always get a shoot right. the day of the art crawl, right. which is Saturday before Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, I always want to go, and I'm like, "Fuck, can't go. I've got to shoot something else." Right. But anyway, of course, it was cold. Of course, we're shooting in a loft barn. <laughs> it's just me and Chris. Yep. The band helped, too, carry shit up and stuff. But, it, you know, it's a lot to do. But for it just being the two of us with the occasional other hand helping, I mean, we shot a lot. We shot in the barn. Yeah. We shot all we shot all the singles. We shot the band stuff. Uh, and then we went outside Shot Cammy in the woods, set a piano on fire. Set a piano on fire. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've never, you know, never done that. So, we, yeah, we, yeah, we did it. It looked cool. Turned out well. Nobody got hurt. And it was, didn't even come close to being more than what it should have been. Like, dangerous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure it was dangerous. It's always dangerous. But, you know, yeah. there was never a moment where I was like, this is a bad idea. Which happens a lot, generally. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it all turned out really well, and um, that video. So that was for their albums on Century Media, yep. which is the same label as Ignite on that label. Yep. Candiria. Yep. Epica. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a couple other bigger, uh, bigger Wayne's Rikes on that label. Yeah, bigger overseas. Uh, but it's kind of like a metal label, basically. Yeah. And uh, they released so the video came out in December. It's already got like a hundred thousand plus views. People seem to dig it. There's reaction videos to the video. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, we, that was so we, weird. That because we were watching, we were shooting their second video. We were sitting there on the porch, watching slash listening to Dauber playing the reaction video to the video we shot. Yeah, which kind of, yeah, it is kind of weird because like I haven't really had. I mean, obviously, people interact with the art that I've made just because it's out there to a degree. Right. But it's pretty passive. You know, like you right. see a review, it's something someone typed, or like they'll put a comment up. But I think this is the first reaction video I've had to something. Yeah. Unless there's shit out there that I, because I don't actively search for that shit. But right. it's pretty funny. I mean, and they dig it. They're 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 British, which makes it, or one guy's British at least. I think they're both they're British. Both are. Which, you know. Lent it an air of uh, intellectualism, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a, they sound cultured. 
but they really dig not just the, not just what we do with the video, but the song itself. Yeah, it's kind of nice to hear them sort of trip out on shit that we really sweat and suffered to make. Yeah, it, you know, it, it put our heart into. It. It's nice to hear. It. Yeah, uh, and you know, my friend Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Nasty, is his punk rock name. Yeah. We call him Paul Nasty. He was the drummer in my old band. He's kind of a guy that he's really cool, but he doesn't really. He's not very emotional. And he saw that video and the new video and just, like, went off on Facebook about how much he loved it and how amazing it was. He just felt really touching a vibe for people. And I think his friend, uh, one of his friends is the guy that makes the album. Yeah. So he knows him, too. Yeah. So, you know, he was really just excited about it all. So, anyway, that video came out. A couple months later, we did the band's part. Vanished Heart, yep. uh, which is much more uh, story-driven. Story-driven is like, uh, conceptually, there's more involved. Yeah. And, you know, there's, it's, yeah, it's more complicated. But also more, we actually had a choir. Yeah, it's, I keep joking that it's like our version of the estranged video. Right, like Guns N' Roses estranged. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't have a freaking uh, uh, naval carrier, but our version of it, you know, no dolphin, no dolphin. Uh, but I mean, the song's nine minutes long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so it was, it was again. It's just me and Chris. Uh, we went out there for a Saturday, then you shot for like another day, right? Yeah, we did one more day of like the up in the studio. Yeah, and then uh, I edited it. That went up a few weeks ago. Yeah, maybe two at most. Yeah, and. People are losing their minds over it. It's already at 40,000. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even think it's been two. I think it's been a week, to be quite honest. It went yeah, it went up the day that we got out here. Yeah. Because we were... Well, the day I got out here. We were doing tech scouts. Yeah. yeah. The day we were doing tech scouts, I was posting shit in the van. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And so that was... That's crazy. And uh, like I said, people are really into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, really into it. Getting a point, Like making a point to point out they like the video too, yeah. which the song is great. Don't get me wrong, like for, for sure, I'm all about it. But the fact that they are really vibing with the video too, because you know, it's two pieces trying to make a whole. Right, exactly. For the, in that sense, yeah, uh, they really like it. You know, yeah, they really like what we did, which I think it's. I mean, it definitely is high up on the reel. Like if I were to put shit, for since someone links the shit that I did, yeah, it would be. That video, maybe maybe the psychic experiment trailer, and definitely Recept the Sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like those are the three things because that really, I think, let me, you got the badass drone shots in there. Uh, the driving shots are fucking awesome. Uh, the choir shit. It just is high production value. Yeah. Something that we did just the two of us. And, um, People are vibing with that too, so I'm pretty stoked about that. It, it definitely relit the fire. Both those things did. Oh, just sort of doing shit on our own, right? And making it happen, right? Because we could do it. We could hang with, you know, we could hang with anybody, pretty much. Yeah, at that level. Yeah. You know, just, just imagine what, what we could do if we had like a you know huge budget, an actual budget that we could actually use. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and I think for 
far as that's concerned, I, I feel like we do some really awesome stuff with the, the things we have. Yeah. I mean, like we said, you know, we're down to quarter power. We're bare bones as far as, I mean, we saw some of our lights. You know, we still have, we have a camera, which thanks to David for that. You know, uh, so we're barely, we're, we're barely hanging on. You know, like we have it, but we, it's our tools. Our tools don't make what we do. We make that, you know, like, yeah. um, I mean, I think we've made the joke before this, like, shit, let's just waterize them. You know yeah, I mean? totally. I mean, it's not the, it's not the brush. It's the painter. Exactly. That's, it really, it drives me crazy when people get so fucking geeked out on camera stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a place for that. Yeah. I do it sometimes too. I do it with guitar shit too, but ultimately, you know, Slash doesn't sound like Slash because of the, you know, like the less ball he's playing necessarily or the Marshall. Right. Like it's him that makes that sound. Exactly. I've heard him play other shit and it sounds, still sounds like him. Exactly. You know, Brian May, like those guys sound like themselves on any piece of equipment they play on. And, you know, there's a place for like getting all, getting bent out of shape out over stuff. It's cool. I like playing with toys as well. But that does not, you can't like get hyper focused on that because that doesn't really matter right. if you don't have the skills to use it. If you don't know how to use it. Right. Because, I mean, I've seen people make garbage on good cameras. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen somebody shoot with a red and it looks like you're shooting on VHS. Right. And I've seen people yeah. make awesome stuff on, you know, a high eight. Yeah. Uh, and the same goes for. I mean, I can apply that since we're about to prop because we're talking about so much music stuff and we're about to have a bunch of music people on here. I could definitely extend that metaphor to like music stuff because I remember when we were playing, like we would always play with bands who clearly their parents were in the old oil business or whatever. They bought a Paul Reed Smith guitars, made some boogie half attack, and they sounded like fucking wet cat parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just did not know how to write a song didn't apply themselves or learn the craft. Right. You know what I mean? Didn't care because they thought they didn't need it because they had fucking the flash the lamp, you know? Which nobody cares about that. Right. And then, you know, like, you, then you have a band get up there and play with cheap shit, but they're good, right. you know, because they work at the art. Right. So, yeah, it's like, I, I, you know, I really, it sucks that we don't have, like, all of our shit that we had, but even, it's like we've made some of the best stuff we've made with a, uh, you know, a loadout that was cobbled together, right? That we kind of just had to pick it through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm super happy with how both those, with, well, shit, three videos, all, you know, the Innova video and the two ocean videos that are yeah. out. Just what we have right now, you know? Yeah. I can only imagine once we get through all this and actually get something going with, the, with insurance and all that, then we can actually revamp our everything that we lost and probably get even going and even better you know what I mean yeah yeah and stuff where I mean we we had to deliver those videos in 4k we shot them in 4k yeah we crashed the server yeah we crashed 4k the video yeah. 4k video because we had to upload the master to century media in Germany and we crashed the server at their request yep they asked for it they asked for it uh so yeah we could still we could still fight in a uh, heavyweight category. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and then I guess so next, and the next thing we'll be doing in that world for sure was uh, I've had an ongoing conversation with Chaka from Burn. He's also known for being the lead singer of Orange Nine Millimeter, which was they were huge in the '90s. They're on the first Warp tour. Uh, the guitarist from Orange Nine is now the guitarist from Bush. Uh, they've just the drummer from Burn is the drummer. The original Burn drummer is the drummer in Quicksand. He's yeah, Alan's no longer in Burn, but they're a band that is just connected to a lot, just like a lot of the New York bands. Their lineage goes deep, and like Gavin, the guitarist, played the band with the two guys that are the rhythm section Stone Sour now. Right. So uh, they're close with the Deftones. They toured the Deftones. Uh, they're just well respected and well liked, and they have they happen to be friends with them. Uh, so I've had some ongoing conversation with Chaka about doing something for them, and they had a new album come out. Uh, I feel like it came out in July of last year, and they wanted to, you know, they wanted to do a video or something for it, but they weren't really able to make it happen until recently. But finally, Death Wish, which is their record label, which is owned by the guy guys that Converge, um, they finally greenlit it. So we, at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're headed out to New York. We're going to shoot a lot of it in Houston. But we're headed to New York to shoot the band stuff, the band aspect of the video. And then that video will come out in the next couple months. But uh, I'm pretty excited about it because I really dig the song. I really dig the concept we came up with. And again, I think it'll be another chance to get back to where I initially, where, you know, where, I'm, where I intended to be, like, which is, directing and shooting and editing my own stuff instead of working for other people and, you know, throwing all my energy away on something that I don't really care about. Yeah. You know, for a paycheck or otherwise. It's just <coughs> like, you know, like paying the bills is great, but I got to scratch that creative itch. And these, you know, fortunately, these videos are allowing me to do that. And, you know, while we're trying to get a feature together or whatever. But that's happening. That's coming up. Um, and I'm super excited about that because, again, it's like a Jeff situation. Like, the guys are guys that I really respect and I've looked up to and listened to for years in high school. And so they're kind of like musical heroes types. Uh, and the weird thing, or it's not weird, really, because I got this. It happens when you, you know, game recognize game. Yeah. I mean, it they've always, they just super respect like what we're doing and the work that we do and are as excited to work with us as we are with them, right, you know? And it's nice to have that come from people you look up to because it puts a lot of gas in the tank, you know, right. And I mean, you know, that happened with Jeff. I mean, our relationship evolved since then, I think, to where we're just, you know, I don't even think about that anymore, but I I needed it when it happened, you know, like he, he definitely got me psyched up to do shit again. Yeah. And just the way, you know, the way with which everything came together and how impressed he was with the work. And that's the guy who's done, like, real, quote-unquote, videos. You know? Right. Like, all the game face videos and stuff are, like, big-budget videos. Uh, but, you know, that ha that kind of thing hadn't happened to me since Robert we talked about doing soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it has been a while since I felt validated in that way. But uh, Burn is... Burn is... 
doing that for us now, and I'm looking forward to doing the video with them because I'm, I'm super psyched. Yeah, it's on all fronts, and there'll probably be more where that comes from because uh, they actually, Gavin actually sent me the mixes for the new album last night. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, or do songs that they're doing. Yeah. He's like, hey, check these out. And it was pretty crazy because on the email, <laughs> let's see, it was, it just, I can't pull it up. But in the email, it's me, <coughs> the lead singer of Converge, and then like, I'd have been like, there was another name on the email that blew my mind. I'm like, wow, this is a great company to have. Yeah. It wasn't like Chino or anything like that, but it was it was along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. All right. Who cares what other people think? I've been with these guys. Yeah. Fucking awesome. So. And they're in it with us. Yeah, they're right. in it with, yeah. You know, because they're, they're it's the same thing, man. They're yeah. trying to make it work, you know. So I'm looking forward to working with like mine, making something cool. That's happening soon. Uh, so, yeah. So should we talk about the elephant in the room? Uh, well... Well, one more thing. So we also, okay. uh, we do have, probably on top of the burn thing, I think there's actually another Ocean video coming too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dauber's been kind of talking to me off and on when I've had a chance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we talked about this. They will probably be on the podcast. Yeah, they, they will more than likely be on the podcast. We keep, yeah, we keep mentioning, because we keep thinking of reasons to do another one. Now, obviously, now we're doing one, but um, we're going to have Deb on and talking about, you know, kind of like I had Jeff on. Gavin from Burn like approached me. He's like, I'd love to be on your podcast. I think he listened to some of the other ones. Nice. So again, you know, like mine. So we'll, and Gavin's great. He's fucking. He's super positive. He's an old school New York guy, New York hardcore guy from that world. Uh, definitely kind of like self-made individual uh, through some serious adversity. Uh, kind of a hardcore legend. Yeah, but. So we'll have a couple of, you know, we'll kind of keep the thread going of having musical people on, yeah. too, because it's kind of the same struggle, at least at this level, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's the same. The shit we talk about, I mean, just change a couple words here and there. It's the same shit they're dealing with. Yeah. You know, uh, trying to make money, being in a touring band, an active band. So, but anyway, back to, back to Ocean. I just want to mention that sure, they're coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have... We've been talking about it, and, uh, you know, that's hopefully in the works. Uh, we had one idea, and now it's, now it's evolved into something else. So we'll see where it goes. But I'm super stoked, super excited to work with those guys again. I mean, they're super awesome. So appreciative of what we do, you know, like, uh, and as we are appreciative of what they do because it's freaking great. Um, so let's uh, talk about the elephant. Uh, okay, uh, so the Jesse stuff, yeah, Randy, who we mentioned, which is I wanted to mention him before, yeah, got you on. He, that's how this, he first that's heard That's how this came around. Because okay, Randy, so. Randy was, basically, while we were shooting, this other guy was looking for another AD. Uh, Randy pitched me to him, and... You know, we were working on Jesse while that was going on, so they couldn't bring an agent. They, I couldn't work on the first one, so now they're doing another one, which I was, which we were on. Uh huh. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting story. Tell it. Well, 
you were here before me. So, uh, I arrived about two weeks ago, um, and should have been red flag number one. When I arrived, I did not have a lot to do, nor a lot to get Which, I mean, as an AD, I don't, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but we'll go over it again. As an AD, you don't have to be at the location doing good. Um, sure, it's great and all, but really a room is a room. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're just doing a thousand company moves, you know, then you need to know where locations are. But that's, that I can see. But, like, this one wasn't that complicated. Like, it's pretty much two weeks in the house and one week of moves. Right. Um, so I could have started the schedule, which he had already, one of the producers had already started the schedule uh, and sent it to me, but he was like, hey, don't work on it yet, though, because I don't have a locked script. And he's like, I don't want you to do a dumb work. So I said, okay. And so read the script that I had, and it, you know, simple, nothing really complicated. Basically, it's talking head movie. Yeah. Um, and it, important to note that this is a particular genre. Sure. Uh, faith-based. It's a faith-based film, right? Which, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm like, well, I, I hear that and I go, not my bag, but that means you don't have to deal with a bunch of special effects. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. awesome. It's very simple, very non-complicated. I don't have to make a schedule and then have someone go, hey, can we move all these days to the end? Yeah. To give us time to prep because, you know, you won't be ready anyway. Right, right. right. <laughs> what does it matter? Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, no. It just always happens. <laughs> Anybody shaking their head? You know it's true. You know yeah. it's true. Yeah. All of you know it's true. If so, you do horror movies. If you do horror movies, it, <clears throat> it, it, it happens. Yeah. So, anyway, we, uh, you know, we get through the first week of pre-pro. I finally get a locked script, and I get to lock the schedule pretty much what, two days before we start shooting, which is another red flag. Yeah. Because uh, I say I showed up, we were, you were still tagged. So I was still, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had ju- I had literally just gotten the script the night before. And we're shooting in two days, and there's still a bunch of people that weren't cast at that point. Yep. Actually, there was a, they had to replace a main cast for the last minute. That happened that night, right? Yep. And we had built the schedule kind of around that, kind of around that person. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, which that happens. Yeah, I mean, it should happen, but it's just like, there's there's all these, you know, like, try to lock down what you can, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so much, it flux. Variables. Um, yeah. But, anyways, that happens. We go, we start shooting. Monday goes really well, I thought. You know, yeah. Uh, where were we Monday? Monday we were. Oh, Sorry, blur. Um, I know. We were at the store. No, no, it was Tuesday. Monday we were at. God, where were we Monday? What was the first shot of the movie? Uh, oh, oh, oh! The. Jessica's apartment. Yes, Jessica's apartment. And then the okay. party across no, the street. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, you know, we start off that. Everything goes pretty smooth that day, I, you know, I thought. Yeah, also considering that we were, the way the location was, the base camp was, it 
it was, and it was, it was kind of far, not that far away from one another, but it's kind of like up a hill. Right. You can't really see. It was, right. pro- it was probably like half a mile away. Right? Would you say? Yeah, about that. Yeah. From base camp to the yeah. locations, and the two locations were right across the street from each other, like a small street. Right. To where Crafty was at one location, even when you guys were shooting at one, the other one, it was fun. Right. But the base camp was kind of far away. It was cold and kind of shitty outside. Oh. So yeah, it was snowing. It made things more difficult. People didn't want to be out in it. And I think the walkies weren't. It wasn't reliable. Yeah, our walkies communication crazy, crazy. just like through those. From one spot to another spot to another spot. Right. It was spotty. People's cell phone reception was spotty. Right. So communication could it, it could have really undermined us. Oh yeah. But we made it work somehow. Yep. So that yeah, that first day was pretty good. I first remember. Day was good. Yeah. Tuesday. And we were kind of just all feeling one another out too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, that's the first day. It's the first day, you always you're, you just you kind of have to start reading people and figuring out what you can do. Right. Um, second day, I felt. Went okay. I mean, we were. That was was that the driving day? That was the store. That was the store. We were okay. exterior by right, and then we went to uh, the other where the convenience store, right? Right. That day went pretty smooth. Yeah, that day went pretty. And it was. We actually wrapped early. The day. communication was even worse. Well, wasn't worse. It could have been worse. Yeah. The situation was worse. Because the U were guys are further away, so right. we really couldn't talk to them. Right, right, right. We had to rely on texting and sort of like people that were running back and forth, running talent back and forth. Right. Doing rounders to sort of like uh, keep everybody informed of what was going on. Right. And wardrobe, advan- like vanities were all up at the camp location. Yeah. So could have been challenging. Right. Was a little, I guess, but, but we still made it, it never really, it never really boned us. Right, we still made it work. Just made sure everybody was on the same page as to where they were going, what looks they were at, whatever. We still made it work. And there was even a, there was a company move. Yep. You guys moved from the store to the uh, convenience, convenience store. store. Right. And it was cold as shit then. Oh, God. Yeah. Because um, a lot of it was exterior. Right. So, and the stores were operating during them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we were in live stores the entire yeah. time, which was crazy. Yeah, so always a challenge. So that's another challenge. But yeah, quick Doesn't, note: if you're ever going to shoot in any of those types, any type building like that, own the building. Yeah, don't got it. Yeah, own the building. Do not try to shoot at it while it's live. It, it just turns into a nightmare. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. You can't control customers. You know what I mean? Like it, it just it is. Yeah, you know. we were lucky with. Well, no, we did when we shot uh, at Southland. We got in there and it was towards the end of them being open and then they closed. Right. We shot at Southland for Psychic Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when I remember when I did a movie. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So because and you know my friends own the place, so that made it easier. But yeah, the fact that there were no customers, and no action back there. Yeah. You know we didn't have to deal with all that crap. Well, and usually a lot of people. The big, the biggest thing about that though is that a lot of people will walk out in front and they'll, they'll see a camera and just kind of be stuck. You know, yeah. like they don't know what to do. You know, uh, it's kind of funny to watch because you're, you're almost, almost like deer in the headlights. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you yeah. doing? So, uh, anyway, that was fine. I mean, we got through the day. Yeah, those, those actually all the days we made our days. Yeah, we we have not. 
gone a day without making our day. Yeah. Um, and it, the store thing became the store thing became more challenging when we were inside of it because we so you were at the store the first day. We did a driving day. Yeah. It was just like car stuff on the road driving around. Yeah. And we had to come back to the store, and the, it made that more difficult because you said people that were people that saw us shooting at the store the first day told all their friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally happening. So people were showing up just to see what was going on yeah. and being looky-loos. Yeah. Um, it's annoying. Yeah, so I'm sure that made things more complicated. Uh, but go ahead. I don't want to talk about it too much because you were there on boots on the ground more than I was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, we made all our days. I mean, there were some very difficult, frustrating things. Uh, but we still made it through. Uh, Wednesday was the driving day, which is when uh, things started to get a little weird for me. I mean, I yeah. didn't really know. I don't know what happened. I honestly have no idea what happened. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, like, okay, so those of you listening that don't know exactly how with the how an assistant director works, basically, we were just talking about this. I'm getting my command from the director, and then I trickle down to all of the departments to convey what we're doing uh, and to keep everybody ahead so that way we're anticipating and we know what's going on, uh, and we can stay ahead and be able to stay on time. Yeah. Well, come Wednesday, all of a sudden, that just stopped. I, I No communication. Um, I wasn't being told what we were doing. I wasn't being told where, what the next shot was, how many shots we had to see. Nothing. No communication. Like, literally, it was just like, oh, we're shooting this. Oh, we're moving on to this. Oh, we're shooting this. Which is fine if I have the information, if I had the information beforehand, like a shot list, like, you know, the things that are necessary uh, for me to be able to do my job correctly. Well, so that was kind of weird. Now, I chalked that off to, okay, we're doing a driving day. We really, the process trailer was kind of pulled out last minute. You know what I mean? Originally, we were going to pre-drive everything. Um, so, you know, I chalked it off to, okay, we just didn't know what we were getting ourselves in, like getting as far as ourselves into as far as are we going to have a trailer? Is it going to be a tow bar? Is it going to be, you know what I mean? Like, we right. didn't know. Right. So, I was like, not a big deal. We still made our day. It wasn't that big. It wasn't a problem. Yeah, it sounded like, for all the challenges, yeah. because it sounded like you guys were kind of flying, not not you guys, but the creative decisions were made kind of by the seat of their pants exactly. as far as where you guys were shooting, exactly. what you were getting. Like, right. that kind of wasn't really planned out very well, right? With all that fine, and us making those moves with the actors again with the same communication challenges through the same base camp. Right. And we couldn't really talk to you guys. Right. You guys still made the day. You still made the day. Yeah. Not a problem. Right. So, excuse me, moving on to Thursday, we, uh, we start shooting again and, you know, everything, we start out real strong on Thursday. I mean, we still made our day. But, like, when I say we start out strong, it was like I was getting information. I was seeing what was going on. I was like, all right, cool. You know, everything, we're good. 
and then again, it, it comes again. I'm not not being told what's going on. I'm asking questions because that's part of my job as well is to ask questions to get confirmation on things if I'm not told. So I can convey to all the other departments to be able to get things going. Well, it happens again. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what what happened. I don't know what was done that made that happen, but it did. So I finally go up to our line producer and I tell I tell our line producer and production coordinator and I tell them both, yeah, production supervisor, excuse me, uh, and I tell them what's going on, and they're both, yeah, obviously they're well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. If you're not getting information, how are you supposed to do your job? You know, um, you you can't do your job if you don't have the proper tools. Yeah. So, and this, they were in total agreement with me, not sure what what was going on. Right. right. And to this day, I still don't think they knew what, why. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So we go through that, right? I tell them what's going on. I'm really starting to get frustrated. I think that was that night that I finally told you, I was like, man, I, I may walk on this. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. Um, and not that. So you're getting to what you, what we're going to call your pizza joint. Right. right. Absolutely. I, don't, I mean, that's an arbitrary term that I pulled sure. out of the ether. Sure. So, it's, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you were getting so frustrated that you were about to walk. I, I really was, I mean, walking the bushes situation. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever told that story on the podcast. It's it's a it's an apocryphal story. Like yeah, you know, I don't even know yeah. if it's true, but yeah. Well yeah, so we'll tell maybe we'll tell it at some point. Yeah. So anyway, I you know, I was really getting to that point. I mean but we still made our day. Yeah. You know. This was uh, Thursday. This was Thursday. What yeah. group that back at the store. Right. Uh, yeah, I can tell when no, I was there motel. We were at the motel. Store first at motel. Store first at motel. Yeah. I had to do a little driving. Yeah, because no one else could drive a stick. Right. So I drove the picture car. Right. So, you know, I'm like, all right, maybe we can get through this. Let's get through this week. Maybe we can fix everything in the weekend. We can all sit down and discuss what's going on, what's causing the issues. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, so we get to Friday. Friday. Friday's kind of the same. I mean, it, it actually got worse on Friday, like to the point where. I would ask a, quiz, a question to the DP, and I'd get snapped at. And I'm like, look, man, like, I can't, I'm not even at the fucking monitor, you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what you guys are shooting, which I should be, but because we're such a small crew, it's hard to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm off helping an actor with, with his line reading, because he doesn't, he doesn't have his lines in the mind. Yeah. So I'm trying my best. You know what I mean? To make things work. Um, but, you know, I go up to the DP and I ask him literally a question of, hey, so what is this shot? Like, is this the last shot or do you have do you have another? And I get a response that was such a douchebag response that I was like, well, this, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I, my mindset was getting to the point where I was just going to walk. But I was like, I need to try to get through this. You know, I want to try to. I don't like to walk off of that. Like, that's just, it's just not right, you know, <clears throat> in my opinion. But, yeah. Um, you know, basically his response was, 
are you even here with us? Like, do you even know what we're doing? And I'm like, no, I totally know where we are, and I know what the fuck we're doing. Duh. But I'm asking for confirmation as to what our shots are, you asshole. You know what I mean? So, regardless, I once again had another conversation with the live producer at the end of the night, which we still made our day. Actually, I think we made our day with 30 to 45 minutes of spare. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, even with all these challenges, I'm, I'm still pulling out wins for production. We're still not going into OT. Everything's fine, you know. Um, and with, that's, with that's the extra added uh, complication of we made a company, we made a move to a new location. Right. There were definite challenges with the new oh, location. Oh, God, yeah. Because um, base camp and trailers had to be, like, pretty far away. We had to keep the roads clear, like the farm roads clear, because they were actively, they were running cattle and shit. Right. I don't know if you saw any of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That. The guy that owns the farm was actually, it's a working farm. He yeah. was doing what he needs to do right. while we were shooting. So he kind of had to work around it, make sure we weren't in his way. I mean, he graciously let us use his house. It was pretty cool. But, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation right. already. Plus, we're moving over there. People are getting acclimated to a new spot. We had a shitload of stuff to do. Right. And it's cold as shit that day. Too. Right. And yeah. icy and slippery and yeah. kind of dangerous. Like, there was a lot of things going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, so we're dealing with all that, too. And the, but Chris is dealing with the stuff on the set. And, but we still managed to still managed to pull out a win, make it work. Yeah. And from my perspective, dealing with talent, Chris mainly deals with the crew. I mainly dealt with the talent. I only deal with talent when they're on. Right, right. That's the way this kind of shook out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they were all fine, you know, happy. And yeah. There was a guy that kind of got capped at the last minute. He was, you can tell he was a little lost. Yeah. But he didn't have much to do that day. No. And then I made him feel better about it. I gave him all the stuff that he needed. Right. So he was fine. He had right. to drive up to Nashville. I mean, everybody was cool. It yeah. was fine. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back to the whole debacle that I'm I'm having while I'm on set. Right. This whole thing of why the hell am I not getting the information? Why am I not being told anything? A B of all things, why am I getting snapped at for asking a question? We're doing your guys, job. Yeah, you guys aren't telling me anything, you know. Um Yeah. And I have so, people coming up to me bitching about there not being communication. Well how do I from the A D but I'm like, you know, I know from what I can see that He's not getting the communication he needs to communicate right. to other people. Like, there are literal, there are audibles being called just, you know, out of thin air. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, literally. then we just kind of have to roll, roll with it and just make it happen as fast as possible. <laughs> right. Because, because of all the other reasons, the logistical things I just mentioned. You know, it's like we got to run out here and get this wardrobe. Or we, someone has to run back and get a telephone. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is like a 20 minute drive. One way, yeah, you know, so uh, just so it's just you know we're just trying to make it work, yeah. and you did make it work. We did make it work. Uh, so so Friday, Friday goes right. All this crap went down. I once again have another conversation with my well, with just the line producer because I felt like Friday after we had lunch, it was a little better. Yeah. Started off but, tough, but got a little bit better. But I think the only reason it was a little better was because everybody was getting, everybody was excited because they knew they were coming up on the weekend. Yeah. So I think everybody was just kind of happy. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, well, and because the director was happy because he knew what he was doing. You know, like he knew what was about to happen. Right, right. He, his, his, yeah, his plan that he had instigated starting on Wednesday night, which we'll get into, was about to come to fruition. Right. So he was happy, you know. Um, so, you know, that happens. We all have a good night pretty much. And then I wake up this morning to a text from the creative producer. And uh, he says, hey, I, you know, let's have a meeting. We need to talk. And I said, okay, it's fine. Um, I said, I'll be up there at 11. I told Mel kind of jokingly, I was like, oh, well, here it is. I'm probably going to be sent home. You know? Yeah, you know, we've kind of been making these dark-ass jokes the whole time. Right. Just because, I mean, for a lot of reasons, like, it's, it gets difficult. And then we've had these, like, nightmare stories, like, that you've all heard. Yeah. Where, you know, like, I walk or, you know, I'll speed somebody up or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, just like terrible situations. Right. But then you just come off the Jesse thing. So we're like, ah, well, you know, it's bad. Right. It, we kind of started started to click a little bit. Yeah. It's tough. Making movies is hard. Yeah. You can't get past the fact it's going to be tough no matter what. Right. And people are always going to have the weird attitudes about it. Right. Anyway, right. like a lot of times people like people have chips on their shoulder. I'm like, why are you here doing this? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, of course, it's going to be hard, but, you know, that's just baseline, normal, same shit you deal with in an office situation, sort of. Exactly. And But then uh, Friday went well. Yep. We came back and had dinner, and everybody was cool. Yeah, dinner was actually good. We were so having one of those one food. Yeah, they, they thought there was going to be a food mutiny, but they worked that out. One of the actors had a, one of the minor actors had a birthday. Yeah. We kind of celebrated that. It was fun. Yeah. Everybody was in a good mood. Yeah. Probably passed progressively because it was the weekend. Right. But, and then you went and drank with them for a while. Yeah. Well, like, I went and hung out with Randy and a couple other people, you know. I mean, the whole crew pretty much showed up in the bar, you know, because that's the lodge we were staying at. Basically, they have, like, the full, like, restaurant Bar, you know, the whole the whole works pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, we end up going out drinking. Everything's fine. It's not a big deal. I end up going back to the hotel room. I pass out. All that happened. And Danny pulls me in and tells me, hey, we're, uh, there wasn't a joke. I wasn't joking to Mel. They actually let me go. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's, so, Chris leaves the room. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, because, okay, so let me sidebar this and, like, yeah. unload a little of my bullshit out here. I've, this whole time, I've, or actually up until maybe the second day, I had serious anxiety about the job just because I've had, you know, I'm fucking uh, shell-shocked, you know what I mean? Like, I've got PTSD, like, I've had so many bad experiences that even though I willingly take this stuff on now, when I'm working for other people, I can't. My I just get so anxious because I think that it's going to turn into a shit show. I'm going to get sick and you know fall out again like I did in Vegas, or I'm going to fail so miserably at what I'm supposed to do that I'm just not going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. And it got to the point where like the Sunday before we were shooting, I was almost paralyzed just because we were about to start. And I kept, like, pulling up Greyhound on my phone to find out the easiest way 
and the cheapest way to like get out of there if I need to get out of there. Right. Because we're essentially trapped. Like we're in rural Kentucky. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just like mind fucking myself just because I so. There's a lot of factors that play into it, right? But it, it, you know, I just let's. I mean, just to simplify it, let's just say I have like super high anxiety about stuff sometimes, especially with a few of the red flags that have kind of gone up. Right. That make it worse. You know, kind of. Uh, because I've had anxiety about stuff that beforehand, like I did on sequence break. Yeah. And then it still ended up being hard, but I got through it real quick because it ended up being cool. Right. We figured it out. Graham did a lot of work. A lot of everybody did a lot of work. Claire, they fig- they had figured out enough to where we could make it work. Right. I, I wasn't afraid of being successful. Right. Uh, or I wasn't afraid of being unsuccessful. So, right. um, so all this has me wound up. We get through those first couple of days, and I'm like, okay, cool, man. Chris got his rhythm. I've kind of figured out how these guys like to work. It's not necessarily what I would do in some cases, but, hey, man, it's their movie. I'll make it work for them. No big deal. Yeah. And it's not like there's a wrong or right. I just right. don't, you know, I I have things set up a certain way when I do shit. They have things set. So you just have to get used to, you know, it's the first couple of days. You get used to how everybody else works. Right. And as long as it's not loaded with other shit, right, it's fun. Which it really wasn't in this case. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I'll get through it. So I was like, okay, cool. But so I started to joke. Like I was like, okay, well, I'm okay. I've gotten through it. I don't have you know IBS anymore, which I did the first few nights. Right. Wrecking my stomach. I couldn't eat. I was like, I'm okay. But if you need to leave, you know, just say the word and I'll pack up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm still. I still have a little, a few remnants of like uh, anxiety left over that, uh, you know, will make it okay for me to make that move. So we'd make those jokes, and that's just sort of like a, you know, gallows humor way of us dealing with it. And uh, so I make the joke this morning when Chris leaves, he gets a text, he's got to go to a meeting. Yeah. He leaves, uh, and I was like, hey, so if they let you go, just let me know. I'll be ready to pack. Yep. Means I don't have to wash clothes because I was actually getting ready to go wash clothes and you know stuff because there's no washer dryer there at the lodge. And so Chris leaves. He's gone for about five minutes, ten minutes. Um, I hear my phone buzz because I have it charging, and I go look, and it and it's the line producer, and he wants me to come up to his off. He wants me to come up to his room and talk to him and the production supervisor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I knew at that point, I was like, man. This is really they're bad. letting you know they're gonna fire us. Yeah, right. I said, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and so I go up there, and I walk. And so as I'm walking down the hallway, because this, this place is pretty shiny, like it's got yeah. long hallways and stuff. I'm walking down the long hallway. I haven't been in this part of the hotel. Uh, I'm walking down this long hallway, and I see the DP coming at me, walking to me, and he makes the hardest right turn I've ever seen any human make. I don't even know where he went, actually, because there's rooms there. Yeah. He was coming from his room, so I don't know where he went to it, but it was clear he was trying his hardest to avoid me yeah. or avoid talking to me. Yeah. And, again, like, I've been in these situations enough times to know, like, you know, I have a sixth sense about all this fucking crazy human behavior. I'm like, okay, I know what's coming, you know. Yeah. I can see, I can see what's happening. But, you know, I get into the room, and they're – they're immediately like, hey, we're thank you for coming up. Just to let you know we had to let Chris go, but we really want you to stay. Yeah. 
not to do not to be first, thank God. Uh, but they were like they wanted me to stay on a second because they they said they really liked the work I was doing. Uh, but they were bringing in they were bringing in another guy, which is the director's preferred AD, and he was coming up, and they wanted me to stay on and work with him, continue to work on this with him. And as I mentioned before, I already had anxiety about being successful. Let's take out let's take out all human shit out of the equation. Like if nothing else, that's not appealing to me just because of all that shit. Like I know I would self sabotage probably. The guy would probably want stuff from me that I might not be able to do. Or you know, like it I, I just have bad feelings about it. Like not that I wouldn't be able to do it. But what I'm saying is, like, I might it, I might not be able to function. Right. You know, like, I might shut down. Right. I have all the knowledge to do this shit. I've been doing it for longer than a lot of these people working on this movie have been alive, actually. Right. Literally. Like, Literally. how old is Antoine? 21? 19. Yeah, longer than people that are working on this movie yeah. have been alive. So, uh, but I just knew that it would not be a good scene for me. Right. Regardless of anything else that happened, like, I could see another nervous breakdown coming. Because I feel like I just got on solid, solid footing with this, yeah, the way it was going, yeah, and so, but that not even before I even found out the situation, I was like, you know, I I need to work, but I'm loyal to Chris. He brought me on this, yeah, you know, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go. I appreciate you guys want me to stay. But I got I was getting a weird vibe like like clearly I didn't have all the info and I thought one thing was happening. Right. But it turns out when you got done with your meeting something else entirely happened. Or you know, like I thought I thought I didn't realize it was coming from just like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um so you got railroaded basically by the director. Yeah, which sucks because <laughs> well, I mean that too I mean they told you they were bummed out that you know, they had to let me go. Like, they didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the time, I discounted that as just like, you're just, you're just yeah. equivocating and trying to make, you know, right. trying to be diplomatic. But it turns out that's true. They actually were really bummed out that they had to let well, me go. Well, and I think a lot of people realize it's a fucked up move, but right. it's going to fuck the movie. But, right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, so you basically were. So what happened? So going to back in time, starting Wednesday, you found out the director started. The uh, we already said his name, so I got to cut it out earlier too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the producer told me that basically the director on Wednesday decided he was going to start reaching out to his his preferred AD. Whatever, I get it. Uh, trust me, I know, like, if I ever direct something, I know exactly who I'm going to to AD for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that and I get it. But, like, and I've gotten used to the whole idea that, you know, now it's like whenever you go to get an AD job, you have to you have to talk with the director first. You know, you can't, you can't just jump into the gig because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You don't know how this person's going to act if you two are going to mesh because really and truthfully – the director and AD should mesh really well. Yeah. If they don't, it's it's a recipe for disaster because, as you can see, you know. Yeah. Um, which I thought we were doing okay, you know what I mean? But I guess not. Um, whatever, I don't care. It's not a big deal. 
Uh, and now it's not your problem. But not yeah, my you problem got, anymore. You, but you guys were making your days. Yeah, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought, okay, well, you know, we both have our own, you know, opinions on things, and that's fine. Uh, but anyway, so I go up there, and we're talking, and he, you know, the producer basically tells me, hey, look, like, I, I don't even want to be in this position. I think this sucks. Like, you know, you come highly recommended by Randy. Um, you know, everything Randy says about you is that you're great. You know, he's like, I had a couple issues, but I'm always going to have issues with anybody just because, you know, it's my job. But, um, he was like, you know, overall, I thought we were doing well. And I guess, you know, the director just didn't feel that way. And that, you know, we just didn't mesh is what I got from it. Um, and, you know, even furthermore to that, he literally was telling me that, you know, he was like, well, maybe we can bring you on with another director, you know, um, and see if that'll work, you know, uh, for another another production. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to be completely clear, uh, I you know, not that I don't like the guys, but at the same time, I say, man, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, I think I'm going to move on and just find something else to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, once you get burned. Yeah, I don't really feel like going back to the fire. Um, so, you know, that all happens. I come down and literally I spring the door open. You already knew. I thought I was going to come in and like it was going to be funny. No, well, because they had called me up and told me. Like, yeah, yeah, They called yeah. me up right after. Right, but I thought it was I thought it was going to be funny. Like, I was just spring the door open and be like, I'm fired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did have your delivery all prepared. Yeah, I like I was ready. Well, to I go. was like, because I was like, man. This is the first time this has kind of happened to Chris. How is he gonna How is he gonna handle this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it gonna be a Hulk situation? He's gonna start fucking flipping shit over, you know? Because I, you know, I I get it. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know how it was gonna play out. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've been in so many. I've been in so many heated situations like that. They've all played out differently. Right. Depending on what's going down. Right. And how charged the situation is. Uh, so I was just sort of like, all right, I'm kind of like on uh, emergency watch. Yeah. I'm waiting for the cops to show up at the door, or you know what I mean, like listening for a throwdown outside, gunshot, gun. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It could go. It could go yeah. lots of different ways. So I'm just sort of on the clock, right, waiting. And then I spring up the door. Yeah, yeah. Chris busts in like this fucking jack-in-the-box and is like, I'm fired. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're going home. Yep. Uh, and to be honest, like, I, you know, I'm actually – so it's like it's, it's, it's like I was telling you earlier. I, it just feels like it's weird because it feels like this weight has been lifted. Like, I don't have to – I don't have to worry about this shit anymore. Yeah, well, because like, there's a lot of stuff coming up that we were pretty worried about, like, you know, right after that. I had a crazy day with like it was gonna be like 120 extras. Yeah, and with animals and stuff. Yeah, and a lot, yeah. a lot of the stuff hadn't really been discussed. I, we tried to discuss it, but we hadn't heard from the guy yet. So we're sort of like still figuring out. People were ask, people were asking me about it so much that I kind of slid into director mode myself yeah. and just started thinking, okay, if I was, if yeah. I was, and you know, if if I was doing this, how would I make the call? What what should I tell people? And I was like, you know, I'll just fall on the sword for this one if it ends up being fucked up. But right. these people need to know something because right. these you're asking for all these extras on days that people are probably working and they're right. going to take off. Exactly. And then there's another day where they need the same amount of people back. Right. It's also a weekday. Right. 
you know, but we want to see the same faces. So it's like we need to figure this out. So I just kind of like, like, okay, well, let me make the calls. And people are so thankful and appreciative to hear somebody that kind of knew what they were doing. It sounded like they knew what they were doing. Give them tangible info. Right. You right. know? Yeah. Even if I was sort of just making calls that shouldn't have really been making, you know, they, yeah. it was for the good of, you know, for the good of the movie. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I was I, – I mean, I'm I'm super, super appreciative that they wanted me to stay. Uh, that they thought I was doing a good job. They were willing to figure out getting me home. Right. Um, but I just, I couldn't in good conscience, like, stay on that. Which, by no means, I don't have an issue with the line producer, with the production supervisor, or the producer. Like, I, I thought they were nice guys. I thought, honestly, even the director, like, I thought everybody was cool until I don't know what happened on set. But even... Even after this, like now, I'm not. I'm not sitting here like fuming and like pissed off. You know what I mean? I'm just like, well, this blows. But yeah. at the same time, like it doesn't really because I get to go home and sleep in my own bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, well, I'm that not, tells you something right there. Yeah. Like, you know, when we, because I'm, I needed this money. You know, we both yeah. needed this money, but we're. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? I'll make it work. And am happy to kind of be. I'm. I'm actually happier now than I would be if we were still there and getting ready to shoot on Monday. Right. Unfortunately. Exactly. And I hate to say that because I there there were people that I was really vibing with on yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah. like um uh, people that I didn't know from Adam before, you know, the Monday. But we just locked in and they were so helpful and so willing to work and make it happen. I mean the crew's pretty damn good. Yeah, some super talented people on that yeah. crew, you know. And, and not and it, they yeah. didn't have that douchebag uh they didn't have the douchebag gene. Right, exactly. Well, you know, like the know-it-allism or, well, I mean, to a degree maybe, a little bit, but nothing fatal for me. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was nice. It was refreshing. Yeah. You know, and, and half of them were locals, I guess, or more or less locals. Right. So, you know, they had that. Uh, it, just, it was just nice to, like, work with a bunch of different people that were, that were good and uh, productive. Yeah. And um, I started. To, I was starting to really like have fun with them, you know. Yeah. Well, and then you know, uh, going back to the whole thing about like bummed out about me. Like I thought whenever you told me that too. Like I was like, ah, they're just saying that. You know what I mean? It's not they, whatever. Like they they agree with no for whatever reason it was. Yeah. Well, then I get down there, and I had to go talk to the line producer and the uh, production supervisor before I left because I needed to ask about payments and stuff like that. So I walk out there and they're both like actually bummed out, like shook my hand. Like, we're like, dude, this sucks. We're so sorry. Like this shouldn't be the way this is going down. Like, you know, like they were not happy that I had to leave. Like they were sending me home, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, that's a testament to at least they, they know that I can do the job. You know what I mean? And they know it's not really my fault. Like, this is just some bullshit that's going on with the director. Yeah. Um, because they both told me that when I get in L.A. the next time, you give them a call because they want to try to get me to get me work. So I'm like, shit, man. You know, like, I don't know. It just kind of blows that we got kicked. That Well, I got. You didn't. You just left. I got, you know, booted. Yeah, let me, um, for the record, let me point out that I was asked to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've said that three times, <laughs> yeah. by the way. 
<laughs> um, no, I mean, the thing is, like, this is my battered wife syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. You like me? Yeah. <laughs> you like, you know what I mean? I'm so, I'm so used to being the guy. Yeah. That you know gets fucking crucified for whatever reason, be it rightly or wrongly. Right. Um. It, so I'm like, what? But the thing is, like, this whole time I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, am I? Not am I fucking this up, but or is this just not a fit for me and them? Yeah. You know, because there were some things that, yeah, minor, minor things. But you know what I mean? Like maybe there were a couple times where I got a vibe where it was like maybe they wanted somebody else and didn't get them, but now they're that person's free and they're trying to get them, which may be the case with the guy. But um, I don't know, and maybe it was me undermining myself, but. I was a, you know, I was kind of a little, kind of uh, cat in the corner, scared, a little bit. I don't say scared, but just like wary. Yeah. Um, until Wednesday or so, and then I could tell everybody kind of loosened up in my world. Right. Everybody kind of loosened up. We hit a stride. That's when we really started connecting. Right. You know, and uh, it was going fine. Uh, I felt better about it. So. It's 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 weird. It was weird. It's weird for me to watch, to kind of watch the walls close in on somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, honestly, when I when I went to that meeting, when I when they called me in, I thought they were just sort of firing both of us. Yeah. So it had like a twist ending. Yeah. Pretty weird. Yeah, they shy mauling me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm literally just like, I mean, if you were to decide to stay, I'd have been like, I understand and I get it. Yeah, but it's, but, you know, and it's not, a huge part of it is fucked up and I can't do that just on moral ground. Sure. Um, but also a huge part is, like I said, um, I, you kind of were made a scapegoat. Yep. Not kind of. You are the scapegoat. Yep. Who's next in line? Me. Right. For if this guy's, if, you know, and based on the interactions I've had with the director already, yeah. It's it's just not a situation that's going to work out well. Now I have to be under a guy that didn't bring me on that I've never worked with. Right. That has his own plans about how to run things probably is going to want me to fulfill a different capacity than I have been fulfilling. Right. Because we work, you know, obviously we'd work together differently, the different person. Right. It's, it's a recipe for disaster for my mental health, if nothing else. Probably the movie too. But I don't think I'm able to do that right now. Right. You know, especially with somebody I don't know. Right. And especially in this loaded situation where it kind of sounds like a, not kind of. It's a power move, and they're trying to take over. Yeah. And kind of do what they want. I just don't. I can't. You know, be a part of it. So, yeah. I was just like, no, it's not. And I, like I said again, I appreciate the fact that they wanted to try to make it work and keep me on because I really could use it. And I appreciate that they were one going to try to get me home and all that, but I just, yeah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So now we're in uh, Tennessee, in traffic. In traffic. Pretty near Nashville, I think. Yeah. It's a 
you know, I, I don't know, man. It's so weird looking back on it and just thinking about things. I just I don't even know what to what to say anymore, you know, other than other than hey, guess what? I got you through the hardest week of the shoot. Now you have two weeks that are going to be easier. So your AD is going to, the AD that bringing in is going to have easier. You know what I mean? It's not going to be hard. Uh, I mean, well, so there's some big page counts coming up, though. Big page counts. There's, there's like massive, like there's background right. stuff. Like right. that, all that's just going to be difficult. Right. But it's not, there's no, not going to be hardly any company moves. There's not going to be any, yeah. you know, like they're not going to have issues with the walkies and not being able to communicate, you know. Cell phones, everybody will have cell phone service. Okay, that was one thing we didn't talk about. So it's half the time I didn't have cell phone service because I have AT&T, and AT&T didn't work where we were shooting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I can hint on is that, you know, we got through the hardest week, and then they sent me home. So, yeah, it's just frustrating, and... You know, I'm super appreciative of the guys like being bummed out and like actually meaning it and being like, you know, we don't want to do this, but we have to because this is what the director wants. And I, I hope that I hope everything works out for them. I mean, I really do. Like, I, I don't. I hate to hear. I would hate to hear that the they let me go and then everything went to hell. You know what I mean? Like that. Would, would you really hate to hear that? Uh, let's just be entirely honest. For Randy's sake yes yes sure. yeah, you, you, yeah you're humble yeah and i i got tight with the kids and the yeah and for, too, so for the cruise i don't want to see them go down and flame yeah. too but like, but i mean it, you know it's a that's what I, I was telling you before we started recording this part of me the spiteful shitty part of me that's that gets bigger and bigger every year with the older i get part of me also is like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna leave just to make it harder on you guys just so you learn a lesson about what you're doing right now and doing to everybody. Right. Because you're make you're 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 making this so difficult. I mean, it's just it's tough. You know, the it it's like trying to turn an ocean liner around. You know what I mean? And you guys you've got so much momentum, it's good momentum. In that case, I mean honestly I was telling you this too, if I were the producer and and we've learned this lesson another way oh, yeah. too. If we were the producer on this, we would have fired the director. Right. That's the way you solve that problem. Right. Because it's easier. It's I, And it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. It just happened in massive fashion twice last year. Yep. You know, like on those big movies. So, yeah. you know, it's, fire the director because it's, you know, unless there's there may be some other things at play, like we mentioned, that are, you know, like he's – but it didn't – the thing is, like when we start, when we were getting ready to start, it didn't seem like that's what was going on. Uh-huh. You know, it seemed like he was kind of a hired gun, right? You know, and so I'm like, if that's the case, then why would you? If it were me, why would you let that a hired gun have that much power over something that has this much at stake? Because now you're, you know, you're you're just giving him more power. Yeah, like you're, he is. In a position to where he could hold the movie hostage, to right. a degree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, they even voiced that that too. You know, they were like, "Well, now we're worried that." Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to blow them up or second guess their shit, but I'm just saying, like, this is what I would do, and I just don't understand why. I don't understand why people don't make these calls, especially if they, 
you should, if you do this a lot, I would think you'd have the experience to know what's up. Right. And the reason I'm saying these things is because we've learned these things through experience. Yep. And you hired me onto this, which makes me think, you would think the dynamic would be you're more experienced. Right. Because you're the one who, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you should, like, I know this, why don't you? Exactly. Like, why are you acting brand new? Right. You know, but. Why are you acting brand new, kid? Yeah. So, like, why, uh, you know, I, I I don't see that being a po- having a positive impact on the film. No, and and I I truthfully hate saying that. Yeah, me too. Like because I want the film to do well because obviously I was attached to it. And once I get into something and I start digging in, and start getting, I get attached. You know what I mean? Like I don't want shit to get fucked up. I want things to go smooth. I want you know. Yeah. I want the movie to work out. Yeah. And we were on the right path. You know what I mean? Like, everything was going okay. Yeah. Sure, me and the director weren't getting along, I guess. I guess that's the reason. I don't know, you know? Yeah, but I mean, um, you're not in, you know, I'm not here to get along with You're you. not in this to be buddies. Like, I don't want, I'm not going onto a set to make a lifelong friends with everybody. I mean, it, that has happened. It, that is, it happened in weird ways, but that's not the intent. Like, it's a job. Yeah. Like, just, I'm, I'm going on there to make something happen and make it work. Now, I'm not going to be a, a Kurt like uh, a Kurt douchebag with a bad attitude, which a lot of people, some people take that into right. the situation right. for whatever reason. I don't know. It must be some help, union holdover thing. But, you know, I try to be have, have fun and be friendly or whatever, but that's not my ultimate goal. Right. You know, it's, we're here to do a job, and it's a hard job that we got to do. Right. Let's just make it work. I don't care if we high-five at the end of the day. I don't care if you want to drink with me. Just do your job. Just do your job. Yeah. And, you know, you have, this guy has one job, and it's really just that one job, direct. And by direct, that means give everybody the information they need. Right. You know? And no, I don't, you know, I was anticipating moves as far as what needs to be pressed for the next scene and stuff like that because I could... Sort of. You know what I mean? Like, the the biggest issue was that I want, like, I want to get our department pressed and ready to go for the next scene, right? Well, I don't know when the next, what's, what's the last shot of the scene? Because nobody's right. telling me. Right, right, right. Yeah, you, you had a shot list for day one, right? For day one and day two, I had one day list. two. Then after that, it just went away. Yeah, of course. You know, no information, no nothing. It's just like, figure it out. You know, well, how do I, I can't read your fucking mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, whatever. It is what it is. You know, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that we're on the road. I'm glad that I'm on the road home, you know, away from that. Because, honestly, they were right. Like, because of the lack of communication, because of all that, I probably would have walked. Like, I probably would have gotten three days in and been like, no one of them. I'm going to go home. So, uh, you know, like I said, I wish them the best. I hope everything goes well. Uh, I do like those guys, you know. Uh, I just, you know, it sucks. It sucks that it turned out the way it turned out because I would have loved to have made the movie and been with them through the whole thing. 
Because I mean, even during those moments when you were thinking about Greyhound, I was like, yeah, I can kind of stay. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to go. Yeah. Uh, That's what I was thinking about the Greyhound. Right. And not going crisp driving to go home. Right, right, right. So. Ah, cruel irony. Yeah. It flipped around. Yeah. Instead, Chris got boned, and now we're both going home. Yep. Oh, I got bones too. I mean, I can use money. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's a like I said, it's, they put me in an unworkable situation, or they may not realize it's an unworkable situation. Right. I know it's an unworkable situation right. with where my and it's mostly on me. You know, where my someone else is more flexible. Maybe you, if you were the second, yeah, they were doing this and brought somebody else. Uh, you might be able to work it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. maybe, maybe, but I just cannot. I don't know about all that. I can't do it right now. Like, if I don't know if I could do it again ever. You know, like, right. Or that kind of thing, you know. Right. If the roles were reversed and they were canning you, I'd be leaving too. But, that, yeah, but I'm going to see if it was for somebody else. Yeah, 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 I got you. Um, I'm just in a different place and I just can't. Right. I can't do it. And, uh, you know, other, other things about the production put me off. Little things here and there, but cumulatively, I was like, you know, it's it's the best choice. I told the producer this. I said it's it's the best choice for the movie for you guys to just find a new AD department. Yeah, first and second. Because yeah. I don't know if I would be successful yeah. moving forward. But I gave them all my files. I gave them everything they needed. Yeah. They hit the ground running. Whether or not they use it is up to them. Yeah. They could, want to you know, fucking burn the village and start from scratch, but. On them, they got. If they're gonna do that, they better hurry up. They got 36 hours, yep. at least 12 of which is Super Bowl. So and they're gonna be drinking. And yeah, acting ridiculous. Yeah, which is funny to me that they even brought that up. Like I'm like seriously, like our call was gonna be 6 a.m. the next day. Like yeah, I'm also kind of glad I'm not there for that either because yeah, it's fine with me because I don't give a shit about sports. I would have gone to sleep yeah. early, but yeah, I was like. I got talking about drinking. Talking yeah, about everybody. Clearly, it's, it's a Star Wars situation all over yeah. again. Like, I'm like, you really, I understand it's a big deal to you, but you're going to have to take a hit on this for the movie. Right. We're shooting a movie right now that has to be done in 15 days. Yeah. You, don't, you go see your Star Wars later. You don't, or you, like, you know, maybe watch the Super Bowl, but go to bed. Don't, fuck, don't get wasted. Yeah, don't get wasted. Like, what's more important? Would you rather do your sports thing or your nerd thing or would you rather have a movie that, or would you rather be ready to shoot a movie on Monday right but you have to get done but you know whatever people don't prioritize very well no they don't um, so yeah I'm glad even though I will not be partaking in any of that crap I'm glad that I'm not there to have to deal with the fallout of people partaking in that crap because they have to start at 6 oh they have so to have the, the most available light yeah it's all day on Monday all day exterior. Exterior. The only interior is that barn, which is like there's holes in the flats. Right. So you're going to tell the sun, you know. Yep. Daytime outside. Yep. So. Yeah. So that's why we're on the road. Get back home. Now you know. What else we got? Uh, I think. What are we? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Because now we're, now that this happened, we're gonna finish up that next, that of that Nova video. Yeah. And uh, the burn thing coming up. Yeah. And then 
our continued mantra. Just got to make our own shit. Got to make our own shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, to be quite honest, it's kind of, it's kind of a kick in the ass to, I need to start writing and I need to get things like down that are mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got, what, three years that we need to do? I mean, yeah. You know, I need to get a couple down. Like, I need to start getting that creative process back going for me. Um, you know, and I kind of miss writing, to be honest, in a way. Because I read a lot of these scripts. Like, even this script, you know, was very, like, it just wasn't an ad. There wasn't, I don't know, there wasn't any good. Well, story. I mean, it's kind of it's the genre, you know. Yeah, but it's the dialogue. Yeah. You know I mean, like, dialogue is stiff. Yeah. Like, it just didn't feel natural, you know. Um, I mean, even, that was one of the things that was slowing us down, to be quite honest with it. They were having to massage the script just to get into where it would feel right, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, it's just something I think I'm going to, I'm going to pull up some of the old scripts that I, just to, I'll, I'll, I'll try this again later, I'll try to actually take a stab at it and see if I can write a couple now. Yeah. Um, then somehow, some way, we've got to just get some money together so we start making, making our own shit. Yeah. Yep. There are, I will still work, but there are definitely people now that I'm like, eh, no, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's it for now. <laughs> Sounds very depressing ending, by the way. Like, the way we're leaving it. I think it's just we're tired. I mean, we talked about all this, you know, yeah. doing shit. But, yeah, it doesn't change. You're just drained. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'd be tired anyway. Yeah. I mean, and then, like, yeah. we're emotionally drained through the... All the bullshit that happened, you know, right? Situation that we left it on, but, right? You know, that's just what happened. Well, I think it's also I'm I'm still kind of I'm like I guess shell shocked because I'm like, why, why did this happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just as a sense that we were making our days, I don't understand. Like I understand if you let me go because we're not making our days and everything's kind of screwed. But we were making our day. In fact, we were getting, like, we were wrapping early. Several things. Yeah, so I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, but who knows? It is what it is. Yeah, you don't have to answer those, you don't have to answer those questions when you're doing your own crap. So. Exactly. Got to find a way to make that happen. Yep. Well, make that happen again. So if anybody out there is listening, you want to produce uh, a couple of movies, a really awesome movie, yeah. just reach out. Yeah, please. <laughs> Trust me. Just don't act like a douchebag. I'll be glad to talk, for sure. <laughs> cool. Well, all right. I guess we'll be back soon. I don't know what order we'll do these in, but the Ocean's thing's coming up. The uh, Burn one's coming up with Gavin. And probably a few others. Uh, at some point, we got to get Steve on here to talk about uh, some of his VFX stuff, for sure. Uh, 
also you know plug all the videos again so people can go check them out. All right, here's the list. Nova Skyway, 1991. Eight Strikes Twice. Namesake, Flutters will be coming out soon. You know, Slumber, The Decay of Disregard, The Banished Heart. Those are both out now. Out now. Find them on YouTube. Um, go check out Bad Apple. Bad Apple. Yeah, that, comes, that should be out on VOD. Either out now or it's coming out real soon on VOD. Uh, our friend Randy is in Hellraiser. Judgment it comes out, out February 13th. Uh, that's it, I think, right? Yeah, it's it. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, we will get with you later. Absolutely. Hopefully with less bitching. Yeah, hopefully there's be some really good positive ones. I'm sure that, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Uh, especially what? the one with Gavin. He's full of PMA. Ooh. All right. So that'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> what were you going to say? Hopefully, you know, the next several will be very positive. Like, we'll actually be able to talk about some positive stuff. Yep. Um, some really good things are coming up on the horizon. Because uh, there are, I mean, even though this happened, there are there is still some good stuff on the horizon. So just got to make it happen. That is correct. All right. Well, that, that'll do it. Yep. Talk to you guys next time. Adios. Okay, guys, there you have it. Another um, journal, filmmaking journal entry from On the Road. And that was recorded in February of this year. As you can probably guess, if you were paying attention, uh, that was on the, I think, the week, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, so early February. Um, kind of glad that we put it up it'll be kind of nice to play the episode next week that we've already recorded because we've already kind of bounced back from that minor setback uh chris has been working on a bunch of stuff and i've been uh i actually finished the video that we mentioned in there uh we're just waiting to i'm dealing with the band and the label right now to figure out when we're going to release it and uh, we're kind of working i've been working in the background on something cool in addition to working on Chris's movie, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more on next week's episode. Um, been working on something else cool. So uh, I actually just got some materials for it that got me really excited. So hopefully I'll be able to talk about that soon. Sorry to speak in all these vague, broad brushstrokes, but you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you rate, like, and subscribe. Uh, we'll have another episode up next week uh, where Chris and I do a little more catching up. And in the meantime, um, make sure you go check out Torment Road uh, on GoFundMe. That's Debbie Rashawn's second uh, directorial uh, um, foray into directing. And she is raising money for it right now. And Chris's friend David Maccabee is also uh, on I think GoFundMe Debbie's on Indiegogo so I think David's film is on GoFundMe and he's doing a project with Jack Grisham from TSOL that sounds pretty cool so uh, just search Jack Grisham on GoFundMe and you can find him there uh, I'll also put up links in the description for both but yeah if you have any 
disposable income, split it in half and throw it both of their ways. They both deserve it. And if not, um, take the links and share them if you can. Uh, you can follow us on all the social media. I'm Upstart Film. Chris is at CWAR54. Um, you know, keep up and we will talk at you next week. is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.